We're taking a peek into geek culture and sharing our top 10 fandom favorites. Let Your Geek Side Show presents Geek Culture Countdown. Hey guys, this is Kitty. And this is Susan. And welcome back to the Geek Culture Countdown. So this week, we're counting down our top 10 sharks in dun pop culture. Are we going to do this? Shark attack. Shark attack. Street sharks. So there are so many. There are a lot. Yeah, we didn't. So many famous sharks. There are so many famous sharks. I love it. Film, television, comics, you name it. One shark week isn't enough to contain them all, so we wanted to count down our top 10. They're often depicted as terrifying threats from the deep, but sharks capture our imaginations about the ocean, and they can even be heroes or downright hilarious in the right situations. So, without further ado, let's dive in. Uh, I love this. All right, so number 10. What a great topic. (laughs) (laughs) This one's fun. This one's really a lot of fun. All right. So number 10 on our list is the land shark. The land shark is considered the cleverest of all sharks, yes? Land shark. (laughs) (laughs) Knock on the door. Who is it? Candy Graham. Um, So at least according to Saturday Night Live, this is the cleverest of all sharks. It preys on young single women and it can strike at any place at any time. That's what the announcer (laughs) said in the first first land shark. But I'm just like, uh. I know. And it can strike at any place at any time. This is a recurring character on SNL voiced by Chevy Chase. It was created in 1975 in response to the release of Jaws, um, satirizing the hysteria of shark sightings because you can find sharks anywhere, even at your door. Um, and one of his one of his most famous uh, instances is suggesting that he's only a dolphin, so that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so oh number 10 on our list is the land shark. Okay, number nine on our list is... Frickin' sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. These <laughs> sharks um, are the brainchild of Dr. Evil, who is a villain in the Austin Powers series. Now, at first, these these were just a concept. They were not they were not something that was fully realized until you get to Austin Powers 3, and then you realize there were frickin' sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. So um, these guys just... Because of the sheer amount of times they appear in pop culture by, like, mostly quotations. Because, I mean, how many times are, like, when we're in a meeting and it's just like, what do you guys need? We need freaking sharks with freaking <laughs> laser beams attached to their heads. It happens. So number nine on our list are freaking sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. <laughs> how many times did I have to say that? <laughs> Not enough by know, my calculation. Number eight on our list is King Shark from DC Comics. Also known as Nanaue, I think I said that right. Wow, um, he's, he's I wasn't better even known as that. He's better known as King Shark. He's a humanoid shark who was born in Hawaii as the son of the shark god. Because you know, there's got to be one of those in there DC is. comics. Well, there's a shark god in Hawaii. Excellent. So it works out. He has an amphibious physiology, so that means he can both survive underwater for long periods of time and on land. And he has fangs and claws because he's King Shark. Um, he was introduced as an enemy to Superboy. But he's also menaced Aquaman, as as well, he should. I mean, that makes way more sense. <laughs> and he recently appeared in live action on the CW's Flash show. Really? Yeah. There was a couple episode arc of King Shark. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I say he's live action. He was CGI. They didn't well, get yeah. a real King Shark, mm-hmm. but... Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So number seven is... The sharks from the movie Deep Blue Sea. Now, these sharks are DNA-altered sharks in their brain tissue because they were bred to to find a cure for Alzheimer's disease. So, you know, science. (laughs) (laughs) However, um, because Deep Blue Sea is a horror movie, 
Oh, yeah, I guess it's a horror movie. These sharks become way too smart. Uh Uh-oh. And then they start realizing, as one highly intelligent shark would do, why do I need to listen to people? Why would they experiment (laughs) on me? And then they eat Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. So (laughs) um, specifically the shark that is number seven is the shark that does eat Samuel L. Jackson because that's just a really hilarious scene in spite of the fact that it's supposed to be scary. (laughs) So number seven is the sharks from Deep Blue Sea, specifically the one that ate Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of hilarious sharks, number six on our list is the shark that bit Adam West's leg in the Batman movie. I, I watched that scene You were on just like laughing at that. I'm sorry. I know. Some of these are like actually kind of scary, but a lot of these are actually very funny. Yeah, I know. Guys. But I watched this this clip on YouTube and it, it the sound effects, because the shark is made out of rubber, just like it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. But, I mean, Batman has countless gadgets to stop any number of his dangerous foes, but Batman the movie let us know that Batman has a contingency plan for the dangerous life of the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a shark bit him in a helicopter scene chase where mm-hmm. he is he is hanging from the rope on the Batcopter and he says, quick, Robin, toss me my shark repellent. And then I love watching Burt Ward just slowly take his time climbing down the ladder and he even like does a little back bend and hands uh, Adam West the shark repellent. But one of the better parts of that scene is that next to the shark repellent, there's barracuda, whale, and manta ray repellents as well. So I just want to know, what kind of trouble Batman's been getting up to in the ocean? I mean, he is like the world's greatest detective, so he's probably just preparing, preparing, right? That's true, but it, I mean, he didn't have like seahorse repellent or anything. Well, why would you be afraid of seahorses? Like, know. they're not going to attack, because <laughs> dolphins will attack him. That's true. Yeah. And barracudas. So and would barracudas, and so would whales. And, well, maybe not whales, but like mantas would. Anyway, yeah, just saying. True. But uh, the Adam West Batman shark uh, introduced us to the incredible, indelible shark repellent that you always have to keep in your utility belt. So that is why it is number six on our list. Oh, my gosh. Now, uh, this is another one that I wanted to cover. <laughs> this is our honorable mention because I, the, the shark didn't really have anything to do with this. Right. But like, it is something, I, once again, that is a part of pop culture. Yeah. So, I mean, how often does a television show come up with a completely new phrase that that defines media for generations to come. So our honorable mention is the shark that Fonzie jumped in Happy Days. So in a 1977, and a lot of these sharks came about around the 70s because they were responding to kind of like the Jaws hysteria. Well, not the friggin' sharks with friggin' right. laser beams attached right. to their head. Right. Or Deep Blue Sea. None of my sharks. <laughs> a lot of my sharks did. Um, so in a 1977 episode of Happy Days, um, it was criticized that they were just they were past their prime. They were trying to get ratings. And so they had Henry Winkler, who actually had water skiing skills, uh, to have Fonzie jump a shark. And so uh, that created the, the phrase jumping the shark, which indicates when a TV series or a piece of media is kind of past its prime, it's willing to sell out for a, a weird grab at ratings. So the shark that caused the phrase jumping the shark is our honorable mention. Awesome. Um, number five takes you to 90s nostalgia Ooh. with Street Sharks. 
Yeah. Do they have a theme song? They they do, but I don't remember what it oh, is. I just okay. remember like the biggest thing I kept yelling when I was putting this on the list was Big Slamu because I <laughs> loved him. He was amazing. But Street Sharks was an action adventure TV series in the 1990s where um, a couple of professors, uh, Dr. Bolton and Dr. Paradigm, created a gene slammer, which slammed two different genes together. So they, of course... Uh, slammed together the DNA of a shark and a human and made like street sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, eventually they like split in terms of what they thought the machine should be used for. Dr. Bolton was a good guy and that's where, and he kind of like led the street sharks and Dr. Paradigm was, um, wanted to use things for more sinister means. That's kind of an evil name, yeah. Dr. Paradigm. I know, right? <laughs> um, so... Later, so Paradigm gets back at him by actually, like, combining the DNA of Bolton's sons with that of sharks. Oh, my and God. And that's why they are the street sharks and they <laughs> live with Bolton. So um, that was a TV show, which, by the way, as a kid watching this show, I did not understand how kind of messed up it is. <laughs> Until I was doing research for this podcast, I'm like reading the plot. I was like, yeah, all this is true. This is really messed up. I wonder why I was it's, allowed to watch this show. <laughs> it sounds a little messed up. So um, that is number five, The Street Sharks. All right. Number four on our list is another cartoon shark. But this classic cartoon shark, don't get no respect. Oh, my God. That's his catchphrase. You, um, you like sharks from the 70s. I do. from like the 60s or 70s? He's from the 70s. Oh, my God. He was created in the response of, of Jaws opening in theaters. This is Jabberjaw. He is a he is the star of his own self-titled Hanna-Barbera cartoon. It was created in the same vein as like Scooby-Doo, Josie and the Pussycats, and Speed Buggy. So it was like we've got the animal and we've got the gang of, of teenagers. And so Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw played the drums in a group called the Neptunes, and they were a rock group in the underwater in an underwater city in 2035, which is uh, not as far away of a year as it was when that cartoon mm -hmm. was created mm -hmm. anymore. So hopefully we'll have an underwater city where a shark plays the drums in a band mm -hmm. very soon. Um, and he was inspired by the shark mania. And he wasn't supposed to capitalize on the fear or anything. He right. was he was just a friendly figure. But his his catchphrase was a was I don't get no respect like Rodney Dangerfield yeah, style. Rodney. Oh yeah, no, that's exactly okay, what it all was. All right, okay. So Jabberjaw is number four on our list. Number three is the most politically active shark I think on our <laughs> list. If you want to 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 kind of define him that way. Um, he coined the phrase, fish are friends, not food. Um, and, you know. A creed to live by. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So number three is Bruce from Finding Nemo. Um, Bruce is actually named Bruce because that was the nickname of Jaws' shark mm -hmm. uh, on the set of Jaws. So Bruce uh, finds Marlin and Dory on their search for Nemo. And um, he is going to a meeting with his fellow <laughs> sharks who have decided that they are going to live harmoniously in the ocean without eating and murdering fish. Until, that sounds like a good plan. Yeah, until Dory gets a nosebleed and then stuff happens. So, um, yeah, number three on the list is Bruce from Finding Nemo. All right. Number two on our list is... A lot of sharks put together. It's <laughs> a little, a little forcibly. I'm sure they didn't come together like a like a support group like Bruce did. Uh, this is the Sharknado. Oh my god! It's a tornado full of sharks. Enough. Like, say. like you know, <laughs> like it needs any explanation. The thing that it totally happens in nature. <laughs> 
yeah, this this very real natural phenomenon, the Sharknado. This was a science fiction fiction disaster film that quickly gathered a cult following because of how shamelessly ridiculous and gory it was. I mean, this was one of those ones that my friends and I in college were like, let's put on Sharknado. We got nothing better to do. Oh, my God. And the original Sharknado spawned five sequels. Five sequels. I mean, they're about to put the cap on the franchise with the sixth movie. Um, but it the sequels were called the second one. <laughs> <laughs> the third one was called Oh, Hell No. Uh, the Fourth Awakens. <laughs> And Global Swarming and the sixth and final Sharknado film, It's About Time, will debut on August 19th on the Sci-Fi Channel and it involves time travel and it will be the last of the Sharknados for now. I mean, I'm sure there's always there's there will always be more sharks. There will always be more tornadoes and nature will find a way to put them together. But for now, <laughs> the sixth and final Sharknado is on its way to us oh very soon. Gosh. So that's I mean, that's ex- I love I love I've never seen a Sharknado movie. I so mean, I'm just listening to you fascinated. You that have this- to see the first one, at least. I mean, because some of it takes place in like SoCal. And so the Santa Monica Pier has like a, a photo booth where you can take a picture yeah. with the Sharknado. Oh, my God. And I'm, they even made a Funko Pop of the Sharknado. Oh, no, I know. So, I mean, this that's a that's a big pop culture shark phenomenon. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There we go. So what do you think the number one shark on our list could possibly be? The number given? one shark is the shark that started it all, I would say, for sure, um, is Jaws. I don't know <laughs> that he has a name. Like, I know that he's called Bruce, mm-hmm. so we can also refer to him as Bruce. He is a shark that um, took over Amity Island, the waters of, and during the 4th of July weekend, terrorized all the people <laughs> there. Um until three brave men decided to blow him up. Oh. Well, they had no other option, really. Besides staying out of the water? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, they couldn't really, since at the time, Jaws had eaten their boat. Oh. So, like, they really couldn't so they do needed, anything else. They needed a bigger boat, is what yes, you're saying. Yes, <laughs> yep. They absolutely needed a bigger boat. Though that line was delivered well before the boat is destroyed. <laughs> so, anyway. Fair enough. Um, Jaws started every every other shark with maybe the exception of jumping the shark, which probably came before it. No, I think jumping the shark was seven. When did Jaws come out? 75? 75. Yeah. 75. Happy Days was 77. There you go. This is the shark that started the shark. This was the first shark in all of creation. The, all like, of the sharks, sharks didn't exist before Jaws. Yes. I mean. <laughs> I mean, sharks in pop culture. I mean. I mean, I just saw the Meg. So like sharks. Well, shouldn't we have Jaws 19 by now? We We're should past 2015. Thank you, Back to the Future. Yes. Um. The comic book artist Leonie O'More did a blog one time where she um, she named every single Jaws movie between the ones that exist and Jaws 19. Oh, my God. So That's she's amazing. my fave. I hope the second one's called Jaws the second one. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not. There is actually a Jaws 2. Oh, okay. It's called Jaws 2. Damn. Yeah. Well, There's Sharknado ja- got on that first. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I think I don't really even know how many Jaws movies there are for real, but Leonie did. That's amazing. Name all of them <laughs> until Jaws 19. That's amazing. So number one is the shark that started them all, Jaws. <laughs> all right. So that is the end of our countdown, but we're going to quickly recap the list for you guys just in case you missed any of our sharks. Honorable mention is the shark that Fonzie jumped in Happy Days. Number 10 is the land shark from SNL. 
Number nine is friggin' sharks with friggin' laser beams attached to their heads. Number eight is I like saying that. That's fine. I'm glad that you got to, you got to say it once. I'm, I am glad too. Uh, number eight is King Shark from DC Comics. Number seven is the sharks from Deep Blue Sea, but more specifically the one that ate Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Number Thank six. You. <laughs> number you. six is the shark that Adam West fought in Batman the movie. Number five are the street sharks. Number four is Jabberjaw. Number three is Bruce from Finding Nemo. Number two is the Sharknado. And number one is Jaws. So, I mean, wow. There and there were, believe us, there, there were, were a lot more sharks that we could have put on this there list. There definitely were. And there were lots of people with lots of opinions about the sharks that should be on these lists. So <laughs> you I'm hoping y'all will start a comment thread about what sharks should have been on the list. We will we will uh, have to break it into some more shark weeks, more mm-hmm. than just one mm-hmm. shark week. Agreed. For the next time. So did we put together a solid list of sharks or did our top 10 list bite the big one? If we missed something that you think should be on our list, please let us know. Check out our blog at uh, geeksideshow.com and tell us your own favorites because I'm sure that you guys have some opinions. Mm-hmm. And that was our top 10 sharks in pop culture. This has been your Geek Culture Countdown. For more ad-free pop culture news and content, visit GeekSideShow.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to let your Geek Side Show.